You are now listening to the Dream Loud Podcast. Join us as we explore the significance of following your dreams. We hope you'll enjoy the ride. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dream Loud Podcast. I am your host, Benjamin Hall, and I want to thank you very much for listening in to this episode. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. This week, we're going to do a top five, and we hope to do a few more top fives in the future. But this week, it's going to be our top five favorite albums of all time. Why, may you ask? Well, because we thought it would be fun. So this episode is not going to be motivational per se, like we typically like to do in our podcast, but we hope you'll find it entertaining all the same. Take a listen, and if you hear something that strikes your interest, maybe go check out that album. Also, we would love if you guys join the conversation on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash dreamloudpodcast. And we want to hear what your favorite albums are, too. We want to hear what you might disagree with, what you might like. But either way, we're glad for you to be here and be part of the conversation. And with that, here's our top five favorite albums. The top five this week is our top five favorite albums of all time. Which, man, Dan was really stressing over this. This was so man. hard. Like, I, I think for me... Um, and I could, all, and I'm not going to, but I could tell you who my top five favorite bands of our time. That's pretty set in stone. Like I can tell you that right now. And, and I really love like whenever I meet people, especially if they have an interest in music, I love like, Hey, what's your top five favorite bands? I think it's a really good, you know, question, but like Ben throws this top five albums and we, we were talking about it you know, a couple days ago and he's like, yeah, let's do top five favorite albums. And I was like, Oh, like that's insane. Like that's so hard. And even before we started, yeah. like you know, Lee and I, and like, we were all going back and forth and just like, it's so hard. There's so much criteria. And so like, I I think just to interject really quick too, I think that, well, we're a little bit different because we're all music lovers. Sure. Sure. But the album is kind of an, it's a lost art because with the invention of the internet and streaming, like people have, I mean the playlist, I've heard somebody else say this, but the playlist is the new album because people can build their own playlist so that's to, cheap. To, uh, Lee. I mean, I feel like it can kind of be to help people. But to <laughs> to think about it in a very practical way, though, to have an album that keeps people's attention is that much harder. Yeah. These days, especially these days. And and not only that, but when people aren't releasing albums as much, you know, or are right. releasing them only on the Internet or song by song, things like that. You know? yeah, yeah, very true. Yeah, you're right. Well, then you have technology. I mean, things to do with albums like uh skip and shuffle which sure. albums i feel like back in the day especially were made to be listened through track one to track two to three through absolutely the end of it and it was an experience and it's great to listen to anything but at the same time you're kind of missing the feel an album's supposed to give you an emotion yeah not just oh, yeah. one song tell a story yeah yeah mm-hmm. and yeah, i definitely. feel like that art has been lost it's here and there, but it's been lost. So you're saying the what ruined all of it was in our Walkmans and on our CD players, the <laughs> skip button on the CD player. Yeah, Sony ruined it. Sony ruined all of this. <laughs> you just have to listen to the vinyl and you were lucky. Also, you the right spot. Although, shout out to my millennial friends. I don't, I'm kind of like at the tail end of millennials. I don't think you qualify, Dan. No, I, I'm, so we're old. We're old. That's <laughs> are, you okay. a gen- are you a Generation Xer? 1983. Okay. Yeah. Right the book. I'm like, that's right. 
I'm like, we were out with stone tablets. <laughs> I'm about the oldest you can be and be considered a millennial, I think. So for my point right now, I'm not going to be a millennial. But uh, my, my shout out to millennials sure. for bringing back vinyl. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Just from the just from the aspect of let's get our friends together and listen to music. Yes, a whole album. Yeah, that's a great thing. It's Good job. great for music. And Good just job. the sound that comes off oh. of vinyl is amazing. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So shout out to you, millennials. Keep it going, man. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna start with my top five, and I'm gonna try to make this as brief as possible because we could talk your ear ears off with this it's supposed uh, to be dream loud but it turned into the top five <laughs> no you're, you're right though yeah right yeah. um so yeah with any of these bands we mentioned please go check them out and support their music because they're, they're great awesome. bands yes um i'm gonna yeah. start with number five into the sun by bass nectar good stuff and uh so yeah i love edm on occasion yeah yeah <laughs> even though i'm a rock guy and nothing wrong with that. N- nothing wrong with that. And my reason for picking that, it, it goes back to like the feeling that it gives you too. Like pretty much every song on that record is great. So I can listen the whole way through. And it reminds me of a couple winters ago whenever I went out to San Diego and was snowboarding with my friend. That sounds awesome. Uh, just because I had that album on in my earbuds all day while right. I was just shredding up the mountainside that sounds like heaven uh, san diego and snowboarding it was and, EDM. and, yeah. and that music just you know just the fact that it's a lot of it's instrumental like you can kind of get lost in not what the lyrics are about but just what the feeling is and so uh, i think it takes me back to that time so i'm gonna i'm gonna pick we go around clockwise so lee you're up next number five so um this is really tough for me to make a list but I put number five as Mute Math, their album Vitals. I think it's an incredible album, and it is that their that's their latest one, right? Actually, they just had a new one. Oh, they just had a new one. Ago, okay, I think, or a week ago. Okay, uh, Playdead, I think, or I forget what it's called. Something Parade, but their um, album right before that, I went to see them in Baltimore, and it was one of the best live experiences I've ever had. And I feel like that just says a lot because some bands are just great to see no matter what, but certain ones make you feel an event make you feel like you were a part of it. And Mute Math Vitals just sounds amazing. It feels amazing. And I feel like it was a stage for them to go from that 70s style rock, which sounds amazing, and they could have kept that doing, which was fine. But then they brought kind of an 80s synthy sound into it, and it just skyrocketed them even further and the following and everything they gained. But the album just itself just hit me so hard. So I just really loved it as an album. Good pick, man. Not my favorite Mute Math album, but they're great. So Yes. Here's a question. I have a question. And again, question. I've been wrestling with this whole time. Do bootleg <laughs> albums count? Like, not just the, the main catalog. Like, say this this band put out five albums, yeah. and do, do bootlegs count? Of course. Okay, cool. Uh, then my number five, I love Nirvana. Nirvana is my all-time favorite band. Sweet. Um, and I think, and I'm not going to go with this one, but my if, if it wouldn't, like, Nirvana in Utero is probably my favorite Nirvana disc, mm-hmm. but... My all, my number five disc is called Nirvana's Roma, and all it is is it's a live show in Italy that they did maybe a month before Kurt passed, and it's oh. and it's just so good. Like it has every essentially everything from In Utero. Like they were doing a ton off In Utero at that point, um, so a lot of In Utero, a lot of Nevermind, not as much like older like 
bleach and like insecticide and that sort of thing but um i love that it's my all-time favorite live album um is nirvana's roma and it's and it's a it's um not a bootleg but it's just kind of a um you know i got it at um just a cd store they were selling you know bootleg ones just kind of not their original catalog um but if you ever try and find some uh, one called nirvana's roma i think it was called I think it was recorded in March before he passed in April. Oh, wow. I think it was March, uh, but it was shortly before he passed away. But it is my favorite live album, personally. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Great pick, man. Amanda. Well, since I'm with a bunch of dudes, I'm going to start with the metal part. Yeah. And I'm going to say Static X Cannibal. It's a good one. Oh, dang. Why, I you didn't what? You were sh- left field. Left field. Holy there smokes. It's a good album. So I love you for saying that. But. I can listen to that front and back. Back to front. Um, did you see them play we, that we album on tour? We did yeah. see them play uh, that yes. album I'm, on and tour. And we did too. We've all you seen were, them on the tour. We all saw that on that tour? Were you at Rex Theater for this? No, we were no. in D.C. Okay. Yeah. We were in Rex Theater. Theater. We, we drove a very long yeah. time and listened to a lot of Static X the whole way down. <laughs> wow. And I was, was awesome. so excited to see Wayne Static's hair live. Yes. That this album means a lot to me. But it's number five because it's metal and we all know that that you know that's not... My number one. It's great though. Genre of You're a big music. Bob Dylan fan, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Everyone must get stoned, right? Out of all the music I thought we would have in common, it was not that. Dude, I'm but that full was of amazing. surprises. You are. Yeah. That's why you're on this podcast. Yeah. You're the wild. Card. I have another wild surprise card. in here. That oh, you I'm might excited. Be surprised I'm actually, about. Let's go. I, mean, I want to get real. back to you. For real. Okay. And we need what's to, funny is her, I don't have Tom Petty on here, which oh, is that, surprising. I know because he? he's wow. like my guy. But go ahead. This number is four. unbelievable. Yeah, gonna, we all got to hurry up so we get back through. To yes. <laughs> okay. Number four. Um, this is. I totally forgot about this album for a little bit because it's been a while since this has come out. But I was just scrolling through like my favorite bands and I saw Gorillas, and I forgot about when Demon Days came out. Yeah, it's a classic. How much that blew my mind. This is so um, hard. Yeah, so hard. So many good albums. Go I ahead. mean, that album, like I did not I didn't get Gorillas at first because they were playing them on they were playing them on the X. It's all Clint Eastwood. Like you Clint really Eastwood. didn't get right. Yeah. Exactly. And I I really didn't get Clint Eastwood. I I thought the rapping in it uh, that that features um Dell the yeah Dell the crazy Homo sapien or whatever his rap name R- is it's just different it's so different yeah. and especially on a rock station they would play that and I was like what is this band they like suck. it's not even a real band you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah. yeah yeah and but then Demon Days came out and what hooked me on them was um, Feel Good Inc and I was like wow this song is so good and then I bought the album and man just just it's got that grunge rock feel to it where Damon Alburn comes in, the singer from Blur, he's, if you didn't know this, he's the frontman for Gorillaz, but he comes in with that kind of like, I'm singing, but it's not really in key, but like it is what it is, mixed with electronic and hip hop, like, whoa, totally just mind blowing at the time. So that's my number four. On to you, Lee. Okay, so we got to get mind- back to Amanda. <laughs> my number four. <laughs> Is one of the longest album names I've ever had to say. Is this Coheed? Yeah, it's actually oh. Coheed and Cambria. <laughs> and it's it. Unburning Star... I can't even speak. Unburning Star 4, Volume 1, From Fear Through the Eyes of Madness. And that's by Coheed and Cambria. That album, I was 15, I believe, when it came out. 
Or 14 even, I don't know. How old were we? <laughs> <laughs> so this was 2005. Well, I remember that that's Welcome Home was on every single sports Absolutely. center. Oh, that's like when they commercial. blew up. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. That, they were amazing before that, but that put them, I think that helped project their career even more. That song, though, sadly, is not one of my favorites, even though I can put it on and enjoy it and play wow. to it. Yeah. But I'm a drummer, uh, just to put that out there, just to say yeah. that. And drumming on that album was fantastic because it's when they met their progressive rock roots. I don't even know what to consider them before that. It was progressive with like indie with something else and metal at the same time. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Came to meet like better and better songwriting, and it came through. And it was more like, oh, this feels like a song that could be played on a radio, but they're not selling out. They're just reaching a new level of excitement. And that album was so weird and so cool. And the music videos, too. Everything about it. But uh, my number one band on here, which I'll tell you later, is probably one of the reasons why I like Coheed. If it wasn't for the other band, there's no reason I'd be listening to a singer who sings, what, super high pitch? He sounds like a dying rat. That's called like, a tease in this well, industry. Actually, actually spoiler. Yeah. When I when I see him, it reminds me of Geddy Lee a lot. Like oh, really? uh, without when I when I hear him sing, I'm just like totally influenced by Geddy Lee. Yeah, no mistaking. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with that. That could just be the way. Like it would be so funny to talk to him, and he'd be like, "Oh, Geddy Lee, never heard of him." But like, I feel like that would be shocking <laughs> if that was the case. <laughs> so great, great pick, man. All right, Dan. Boy, it's funny. Like as we go around, I still have my sheet of paper and I'm still altering my list. Uh, but I think I think number four, um, I have to go with Muse's Origin of Symmetry. Um, nice. And and I love Origin of Symmetry. I love Muse, but like everyone sees Muse as madness and uprising, and like it's Muse to a lot of people. But like, there's a whole another world of Muse that exists that people don't even know about, and you need to go back and listen to it. Go listen to or, go listen <laughs> yeah. to Origin. Follow your dreams and listen to Origin of Symmetry. Um, yes. You know, like it is such a beautiful album. It's the album that I listened to when I got into Muse uh, back in 2001. Um, actually, it was the Dead Star in Your World EP. A buddy sent me a mm-hmm. song called Dead Star, and he sent me um, the, a song called Newborn, which is the first song off the Origin album. I fell in love with it, mm-hmm. and um, I went back and listened to showbiz and then they came out with absolution uh a couple months later and it was really cool i was driving back to college one time and um time is running out was on the radio and i was like oh man like that's muse like i can't believe they're playing them on the radio wow and um you know so so origin of symmetry you need to listen to it i was actually fortunate enough to see them at mr small's uh, in 2004, it was incredible. Um, that could be a whole another entire podcast. Uh, ben and myself and Amanda and a couple other friends saw them uh, a month ago, and they were amazing. Yes. And Matthew Bellamy is incredible. Please go listen to Muse's Origin of Symmetry. Well said. All right, my number four, we've talked about before. Uh, it's Skillet, Alien Youth. Yeah. Great album. Um, Good job. Yeah. That takes so, me back to my youth. Exactly. <laughs> Your alien youth. Um, I don't know. It's just like, it's got like the worship songs on it. It's got the rock and stuff on it. It's got like a lot of like crazy synth stuff on it. Um, that what was doesn't like, it have on it? it? I don't know. It's an awesome album. Mm. Um, I just really, I really enjoy that one. Great. That was quick. Okay. Quick, yeah. So back to me. I'm going to make this a little bit quicker. Number three, Euroboros by Duran Gray. Oh, yeah. Probably not very well known, this album, uh, by a Japanese rock band named Duran Gray. But this is the 
maybe the album or the second album they broke into the U.S. market. I remember seeing this. Uh, I had a, I had a friend in college that was really into Japanese rock, and she gave me a bunch of Duran Gray CDs, like their first ones, and. Like, I kind of liked it. It was okay. And so I was at Best Buy one day. This is whenever, like, you would go to Best Buy to get CDs. When it wasn't, like, one one row of... Yeah. It yeah. used to be, like, four or five. That's sad. All right. And then they died. So we're, we're talking, like, I think this album came out in 2000? Maybe around then? Yeah, that sounds uh, right. But it's amazing to think it was that old, long ago. But uh, Or maybe it was a little bit later. No, it would have been probably like 2004. But anyways, like I remember seeing it there on the shelf and picking it up and being like, oh, I know that band. Like, that's cool that they're on the shelf in America. So I just popped it in the CD player. And it's one of those albums that like, so going back now and listening in retrospect, since I'm like way into more into audio engineering, I'm like, wow, this album sounds kind of crappy. But what (laughs) what I love about it is that like, it is so unique. Like you've got five different members of this band that all have their own completely unique personalities, all just melding together and it working. And I think that's the thing that drew me to that because it's just, you very rarely get that in anything in life because you're going to get people that argue and then then quit. But like just to have that much melding together and making something new was amazing. So Number three, your boast, Darren Gray. Good stuff. It's pretty good. Pretty good choice. I remember hearing about them. I didn't know anything about them. I never listened to Japanese metal. <laughs> I think I liked anime, but I was so impressed with that band. And I sadly don't have anything by them yet. But they sound very 80s, too. But it's the coolest thing because I have a weakness for the 80s. Who doesn't? <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> by the way, I think you should do uh, the 80s hair metal style for your uh, touring yeah, man. look. Yeah, man. Okay. Like old school Pantera, Done. like before they turned into. <laughs> well, I do have leopard. I have leopard print leggings now. So yeah, man. we can busting that out for the next tour. Next tour, <laughs> man. Awesome. So my number three is by a beautiful British gem, Adele. That's what I call the band. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, it's weird now because this is a bunch of guys I'm talking about. But, so it's not um, Adele. The band is called Porcupine Tree. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And they are. They've been around since. Uh, 1991, and the story behind them is interesting, but I'll save that for a different time. It's another podcast, too. Um, sadly, yeah. they're on a hiatus right now, but all the members are doing amazing things, and um, I'll just tell you about them right after I tell you who they are. So the album is The Incident, which came out, I think, in 2009? Sounds about right. I saw that concert with you. Yeah, and hey, you were like, yeah. who are these guys? And you saw one of your random teachers there. He was like, dude, check this out. Oh, Dead yeah. He was, album. okay, he was our, this is so weird, but he was our, what even? He was a scientist, a science professor, but he did like, oh, meteor, meteorology professor. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. And a good guitar player. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. No, it's fine. Keep and, going. and I think you got more excited because this is right when you were in line. You didn't see them. You kind of knew some of their music. I don't know anything about them. Oh, you okay. invited me, and I was like, Porcupine Tree, what a stupid name for a band. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so glad I went. It was such leave. an amazing yeah. show. Yeah. I remember like we were in the crowd, and it's one of those bands, I don't really get like this, but I was pushing through the crowd, and I didn't even consider anyone else, and I wasn't even thinking like I was doing it. <laughs> and Ben's like, there's people behind us want to punch us. And my mom was with us, and I was like, oh, they're not going to punch us. You got my back, you got yours. That was the look, but Ben's probably like, I don't know. <laughs> Your mom was going to punch them all. <laughs> yeah, my mom she was, takes everyone. Yeah, yeah, you had her there. You had protection. You oh, had yeah. yeah. No one messes with moms. That's funny. You never mess with moms. But the cool thing is, 
check out Porcupine Tree. Support the musicians because the lead singer's name is Stephen Wilson. He has a lot of solo stuff and a new album that just came out. He is fantastic. And then the drummer is one of my favorites. His name is Gavin Harrison. He does a lot of different projects. I think the most recent one, he's playing with Pineapple Thief right now, and you can laugh at the name. Pineapple Thief is Porcupine Tree. This is great. <laughs> and uh, he did something with King Crimson, if you remember them. But it was he did something that it was three drummers, him and two others, and they toured and did a big U.S. tour and world tour. You know, funny funny story, but yeah. Pineapple Thief was my rapper name in college. Is yeah. It, did you steal pineapples or charge pineapples for the show? He ate uh, no pineapples. comment. Uh, Dan. <laughs> Tell us what your third... You know, it's funny. I had another album on here for my third, but I just changed it. It was actually, <laughs> it was actually because of my wife. Um, you said you had to have a metal album. And I just looked at it and I was like, I have to have a metal... No. Um, but yeah, like I was like, you know what? I'm going to knock one off. So I did. And I rearranged my list. Um, and I had to put my favorite metal album on there. Because metal is a part of what I listen to too, you know, as well. I, I love the musicianship behind it. Um, I don't really care for some of the, the themes and things like that. But the musicianship... Um, you know, pretty much if I can, wa if I'm watching you and I can't play what you're playing, um, <laughs> you know, like I just love that, you know, people shredding and like the guitar neck catching on fire whenever, you know, the shredding stuff or, or, you know, uh, the drummers, I'm also a drummer. Um, Best and, instrument. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, by far. We need a band of only drummers. Yeah, band of drummers. There's another form, band. Yeah. We could form it right here. Yeah, here we, we go. Yeah. Um, I play the triangle or the wood block. Yes, you play right. the tambourine yes. too. Um, but my number three time. album is uh, Death Clock's Death oh. Album 2. Whoa. There, it, yeah. is, it is my favorite metal album of all time. Uh, awesome. I, lo I love Lamb of God. I love Mudvayne. Um, you know, I love some of those other bands. But Death Clock's Death Album 2 is by far my favorite metal band. If you are a guitar fan, please, please check out Brendan Small because he is mm. ridiculous. Mm. And, I've, and I fortunately had the chance to see them twice live, and they are amazing live. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I love Brendan Small. I love the way he plays the guitar. I'm not even a guitar guitarist and he is amazing at the guitar i love gene hoagland who's called the atomic the atomic clock yeah i think the atomic oh, clock okay the atomic peninsula or maybe yeah but. the port yeah uh but no gene hoagland is one of my favorite drummers of all time like he is just so fun to listen to and those two combined together it's beautiful um now death clock if you don't know um that was derived from metalocalypse the the old adult swim metal band you know <laughs> yeah. that was where that all came from um but my God, the musicianship is amazing behind it. Brendan Small is one of my all-time favorite guitarists. Gene Hoagland's one of my favorite drummers. Please listen to the Death Album, too. It's amazing. Awesome. Great. Number three. All Amanda. right, number three for me could be sucking up. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say it's Lazy Certain Life Scream. It's a great, yeah. It, it, yeah. it is a great album. Actually, you know what? That is that is the greatest album of all time. That's oh, right. Absolutely. It has been the bass playing on it is absolutely ridiculous. Yes. Ben, you haven't, you, got, so ben, you haven't gotten my number bass. one yet. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Very true. But I'm going to tell you why. Very true. So Please tell me why. Struggling with my relationship with God before it came out. And Dan played Run to You for me. And I'm sitting where Lee's sitting and I'm, I'm uh, bawling, across. bawling. And I'm like, God, you want me to come back? All right, cool. I'm going to do it. And then ever since then, I've been in love with the album, the message, oh everything. It is everything a great album. Awesome. I mean, I can't, you know, front to back. Um, it's yeah. amazing that my bass playing alone it was brought beautiful. you back to God. It, that's, it did. That's what did, did. It. That's what did it. That and put it over I've the seen top. you seven times. What? Seven. Really? Seven, yeah. 
twice without him. It's true. And she doesn't go to concerts by, by herself. Myself. She really doesn't. Like, I'll, I'll go I'm to a concert by myself. She doesn't. You know, yeah. I knew the bass player, so it was okay. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I, I had, even you before did I knew before, you, I saw was, you by it myself. Was before. Yeah. yeah. Was one of those times yeah. uh, stage AE? Yes. That yeah. was one of them. Because I was her stalking me taking pictures. It was. I took pictures of Lee. Oh, Lee was hard at work, man. Yeah, so it was it was really cool, and that that show had I didn't know so that much story, energy. But thank but you. Yeah. That is that is a phenomenal. What, that I album. saw seven times. No, or um, my story that God and I were fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I kind of keep stuff like that to story. myself. But since we were talking about it, and we had to bring music into it. It had to be said. Yeah. Now the world. <laughs> yeah. Now, now the, the world. Now the whole knows. No, world knows. It, no, it, I mean, by all, it's a ridiculous album. For, yeah. Again, front to back, um, you guys did a phenomenal job on Are it. Are you stealing my turn? Oh, you're not done? <laughs> no, I'm done. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, you are done? Me too. You're up, Ben. <laughs> cool. We're, we're on to number two. Um, so this one is kind of blindsided me as far, like the same way the uh, Dern Gray album did. Yours is Life Screams too, right? No. No. The second one? It's not. Actually, okay. uh, it's not even on this. Oh, list. no. <laughs> I guess I'm too close to it. But sure, sure. Anyways. Um, Number two is definitely the album Sound Awake by the band Carnival. Oh, yeah. Yes. And yeah. Uh, first of all, like, if you guys haven't heard this record, like, and you're a hard rock fan, you need to go listen to it because it was a defining album, at least sonically, for the hard rock genre. Literally, literally mind-blowing. The drums on that record alone just are so massive and, and well done. But aside from, like, the recording and how great that sounded, um, like, all the songs are just amazing. Like, when you can hear, I think the thir third song on it, New Day, is probably my favorite song on that record. It's a nine-minute song. And when you can listen to a nine-minute <laughs> yeah. song... And it ends, and you're like, "Oh, that was short." Let's and play then, it again. Yeah, yes. and it feels like a three-minute song. Yeah. Like, definitely, that is brilliance when you can do that. And the whole album is like that. It it takes you on this out-of-body experience that's incredible. So that's my number two. Good stuff. Did you discover them after the Porcupine Tree show or before? Because you said the bass player, who's from Australia, and Carnival's from probably, Australia, it was, was probably, wearing the shirt. Oh yeah, it probably was before. Okay. Um, my the singer of the last band I was in, his best friend, who is kind of just like doesn't play music, but is a huge music fan, was just searching for new bands and discovered them, and showed us all the album. And we were like, "Who are these?" Because they're from Australia. And we're who like, "Who are these guys?" Who are these guys? Yeah. Like, I literally had to like steal the albums on the internet because <laughs> yes. they didn't. They yeah. you couldn't get them in America. Sure. At the time, so mm. don't steal music, but. Full disclosure, I did. <laughs> but don't that, do it. Well, that's because it we're, hurts us. We're, we're old because Napster was out at the time. Right. And now it's not. Yeah. Now, yeah. now you can stream it. So at least you're giving some money to the artist. So don't steal music. Yeah. Please. So uh, my, my second is an album called Cities by a fantastic band called Amberlin. Oh, yeah. And this band has been, I don't know how to even say it. It's been extremely important to me in my musical taste, in my lyric writing, because how he writes, I love that. He's very poetic, puts a heart to it. He's a genius songwriter. I just, his name is Stephen Christian. He's the lead singer of Amberlin. He does other projects too that are great, like Anchor and Braille, and under his own name, Stephen Christian, he has a uh, worship album. He's going into that world too that he just released, and it's really good. I would say check it out. 
but this album means a lot because what I was going through at the time in my life, I was I was probably 14, 15 again, the same time as that uh, that other album came out. And uh, I was in a car accident. I was I was in a lot of pain, and people I love who are close to me were injured in that too. And it was just a devastating time, and I felt dead inside. And to put it short, God's really good. And like years later, I can see reasons why things happen, but I know Absolutely. that he used music to help me out of that depression. And the album Cities came out, and um, Stephen Christian, the lyrics, I just felt... I felt God and I felt the Holy Spirit and it changed me. And I, it was the first thing that I listened to that made me feel alive. I That's actually awesome. felt like God speaking to me. That's a great story, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks, Lee. Um, Dan, number uh, two. Deftones White Pony. Nice. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the, the funniest thing out of all this is um, a couple buddies and I, um, you know, I just got a text out of nowhere and he was like, hey, let's rank the top five. You know, they're top, I think they have seven albums. Let's rank their albums. So we ranked all the albums. We went through, listened to them all again. I got a Word document, um, you know, listened to every song, made notes, things like that. And the funniest thing about all that is, is I personally believe that Saturday Night Wrist is their best album. That's just probably my favorite Deftones album, but I have to go with White Pony. Um, I think White Pony hits... It, it punches a little bit harder than that with Fight Sarah and Elite uh, and Back to School, the Mini Maggot version, the one they did, that one. Um, I think White Pony is a phenomenal album. I love Saturday Night Wrist too, but but I think White Pony is incredible. It also has um, Passenger, which has Maynard James Keenan from Tool on it, which is one of my favorite songs of all times. Um, but yeah, Deftones, White Pony. Go listen to it. Listen to Saturday Night Wrist too. Yeah, man. <laughs> Amanda, number two. Number two. This was hard. See? So I'm going to go with my favorite band. Oh, I know where this is going. But I have three albums written down. Oh, no. As you're long cheating. As it's not Oh Gravity, please. I know. Oh, that's, no. That is their worst. Oh, that is no. their worst. Yeah, that's their worst wow. album. No, it is not. That's my okay. favorite. No, I'm so <laughs> I'm going to tell you the three. Okay. Uh, so well, we have to pick? She gets to pick three? No, I don't get to pick three. She categorized I'm just going to tell what you the this? three <laughs> that I had to choose from, okay, and then I'm going to tell you which one I actually picked. And we'll okay, tell you if okay. you're right or not. That's right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can do that. No, you're so, wrong. <laughs> learning to Breathe, oh, right. Good one, yeah. Beautiful Let Down, or Hello yeah. Hurricane. <gasps> so Learning to Breathe is the one I picked out of the three of those. Yeah. Because when I first had my relationship with God, that was like the album that was out. That's a great album. So like the loser and you know, or learning living to breathe. A, living a simple learning to breathe. Period. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean yeah, that's yeah. yeah. But um, just that just that album was awesome. And uh, you already take me there. The video. Have you ever seen it? No, no. Oh, we're gonna when we're done <laughs> I with seen this. It either. <laughs> we're gonna watch it because it's I'm absolutely it right no, ridiculous. <laughs> Because they go skydiving, okay. but it 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 was something that was like really cool and got me into them and kind of made me like their like their favorite my favorite band of all um, time yeah. of all time yeah we've they seen them three times uh, yeah they commented on your tattoo and we met them it's pretty awesome which was really really cool they are probably uh, I I would say 
the number one coolest dudes in a band I've ever met yeah. had I not had a chance to hang out with the dudes from Shine Down. Sure, yeah. they're both equally up there. Well, right. Right. the reason why Switchfoot is just like cool is because they're freaking surfers all year yeah. long. Right. They're and not they actually. Make, they're not they actually. They're not a band. They're so right. that they yeah, can yeah. surf all year. Yeah, they're not actually yeah. musicians. They're no, right. they're not. They're not. Well, they're surfers who play instruments. Absolutely. So Learning to Breathe is definitely my favorite. That was when they were a three-piece, even though I really love it now that they're a five-piece, but when they were a three-piece, they made this just crazy sounds, man. What's yeah? that documentary about them, if you'd give a shout-out for people to, who don't know them to watch? Documentary. I forget it's, what it's called. It's over there, but I, I got don't, that for you. I, I don't remember, remember what it's called. Fading West? I like that Is one. Is it named that after I the think album? that was... No, that's... Oh, well, yeah, that's the that's, uh, that's, that's one yeah, of them. That's one of the recent ones. Yeah, yeah that's the same as w- the album. I would say check that out though. That yeah. album made me fall in love with uh, their character and music. Oh, yeah. it was just, fading west. So cool. It was you're fading west. And it was they fading ha- west. You gave me the live in San Francisco. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's what you're thinking yeah, of. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. That's over there. Yeah, fading west. Yeah, you're it, right. You'll love them. And and, and like yes. you, and like you said, um, I was watching it on Palladium one time, and they had it, and it literally is about all them surfing. Like you yes, look at it, you look do. at like a Switchfoot, deep, and you're like, yeah, let's watch some songs, let's watch some Switchfoot, and like yeah, no. it's literally all about them surfing. And no, their absolutely. Instagram make, is all about yeah. them surfing. It makes you dream though, because they they're really like they're like you can do anything. Like what yeah, Ben's talking go. about with yeah. Dream Loud, definitely, absolutely. you can do anything, and that's what I love about them. It's, have that truth. I should have made them my number one because that would have been the perfect segue. Can you we, can't do it can now. You can't take it back. Woo. <laughs> no, you can't. Ben, you can edit. <laughs> uh, yeah, That's Ben, okay. you can edit that out, right? I, I just want to say I I have this funny thought in my head of like uh, the dudes from Switchfoot. They're talking to their management and they're like, "How can we surf more? That's all we. How can right. we surf more? Can I get a?" Uh, how can we tour only the West Coast so we yeah, can yeah. surf more? So you want to do another West Coast tour? What? <laughs> I love it. Number one, here we Number go. One. Ready, Lee? What should we do? Yeah, yeah. Dang. Let's go, man. If you hear this weird loud? Bumping, We're drumming. It's drums yeah, it's table. just drummers. <laughs> All right, if this sounds awful, I'm editing this out. <laughs> it probably sounds horrible. Sorry, sorry, audience. We'll sorry, everyone. Out. All right. Sorry. In my headphones, it sounded like drums. Did it? <gasps> Yeah. Then we've accomplished then we're right. it. Thank yeah. you, people. So you have done what you wanted okay, to do. I, I also I also went with my favorite band for my top album, but not because it's my favorite band, but because it literally is my favorite album. Stadium Arcadium. Yeah. Yes. Chili yeah, Peppers. Yes. I have to high five you. Of Thank course you. there's a Chili and, Peppers and album in here. Yes, and it's slightly cheating because it's a double album, but it was released at the same time. So. You too? Yeah. Cheaters. Oh, <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, I mean, funny story to go along with this. Like, I was a, I think I was a junior in college when this album came out. Maybe a sophomore. Sophomore, junior in college when this album came out. I was a pretty good student. I wasn't like 100% yeah. attendee, but I would like go to classes good like kid. when I wasn't sick. Yeah. Uh, and this album came out and I already knew, like, skipping every class this day. <laughs> yes. Going to the record <laughs> store, buying this album and listening to it, like, in the dark like sitting on my bed with my eyes closed and just absorbing everything. And I listened to it on repeat all day long. Yeah, yeah. And pro- I this probably this album probably has a record for me as far as like how long I've listened to it consistently. I probably listened to it like a good 9 months. My like number one my, as well. Yeah. yeah I and, agree. So, you know, I don't need to say anymore. It's the Chili Peppers. Yeah. Great band, great album. I think my favorite part of that whole story is you went to the record store and bought the CD. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah. t- I can totally, because I would do, well, I did that for Queens of the Stone Age, their newest album. I went to Best Buy and I, I have a physical copy. I needed to have it. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. No. Oh, I had to. Yeah. And you know what? Like, 
that was kind of the tail end of like I'm, I know bands still do that now, but like it was an experience even looking through like the the leaflet because yeah, like they had cool pictures and you'd read the mm-hmm. lyrics. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't exist now we just anymore. look them up online. Yeah, we look. You know, we ask Google what the lyrics are. Yeah. What's yeah. this? What's and, this become? And you might get the the digital pictures, but I've noticed in the past couple of years they don't really do that anymore. And it's what, not as often. No. And what's up with like bands not teaming up with artists anymore? You know, like with Tool, they they teamed up with uh, you know Lateralis and Ten Thousand Days, and like just things like that. Just bands, um, really cool things that you can get from albums that just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. yeah. Come so, on, bands. Oh uh, yeah, come <laughs> come on. So my number one. The band that inspired and introduced me to two of the bands on here is um, Rush. Yeah, there oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I'm kind of cheating here because oh, I want to say no. all their albums, but the the one album that I got and I was 2005, I was 15. That's a really important year, apparently, because I've been saying yeah, that man. Yeah. I wanted Foreigner and Rush, and my parents bought me it for Christmas, and I did not stop listening to those albums. It was, you know, uh, greatest hits of both. Or one mm-hmm. of the greatest hits. Russia has like twenty different greatest hits. Name different things. It's really unique. Foreigners, awesome. And, uh, they Let's are, be honest. But I'm happy that Rush overtook me on that. Um, <laughs> hey, can I, can I just throw something out, Rush wise, real yes. quick? Because it's my podcast. No, that's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, I love Vapor Trails. Probably my favorite album. Mm. Like, not my favorite songs by Rush, but like as an as a whole album, and the fact that they released that years. I mean, they went like almost a decade without re- releasing a, a record. Yeah. It was like two, that. the 2000s. And, and that was for multiple there? reasons. But obviously that album is very crucial because that's when they came back from, I don't know if I could even call it a hiatus. They were going to be broken up because horrible tragedy happened to Neil. Yeah. He lost family. Yeah. yeah. you know, And that was like really hard and they came back and did that. And I feel like that had a huge impact on that album too. So maybe... Maybe it's deeper than the others in a sense. And it's also a transition album. Like their their albums from that one onward, they have a different sound. Yeah. But anyways, not to steal no, not to steal any of your thunder, <laughs> but I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. Too. So, uh, but the album is Spirit of Radio, but it's a compilation album. Uh, the reason why is the song on it, Time Stands Still. At that time, I didn't really like '70s sounds and that, and a lot of their stuff had '70s. But when they hit their 80s, it got synthy and dreamy. Also, I've never heard drumming like that before. I remember people so saying like, hey, you're a drummer, you're a guitar center. Hey, check out Neil Peart. And I was like, I don't know who that is. And I still didn't get into them. Then like a couple years later, I heard this. And it was so dreamy and funk, like not funky, like music, just weird. Mm-hmm. So dreamy and funky in that sense, weird, that I just freaking loved it. And it had so many synthy sounds and it introduced me to sounds that are across some of their um, discography. And, uh, and then it got me into them. It got me hooked. It was a great thing. So I just ha- I'm thankful for that. It opened up my drumming style. It changed everything. And I've been a fan ever since. I've seen them four times. And the last time was with you, you and Josh Sturm. Dude, and, it was, that was for their Clockwork Angels tour. Yes, and yeah. they played so many 80s songs that they never played live. Yeah, it was, I mean, I had no idea what they were, but <laughs> it was really cool to see it. I, I remember some drunk guy next to us, because we were... Seventh row from center stage. Like, it was amazing VIP. And I have two stories to say about that. Okay. One, there was a drunk guy next to us. He was halfway, not even halfway through the show, and he's getting up and leaving with his girl. And he's Where's like, oh, Tom Sawyer? What song is this? And I was like, oh, it's this off the new album, The Garden. And he's like, oh, it's good. I'm going to go that fun. I was like, those are like three, $400 tickets, and you're just walking out yeah. halfway. I'm yeah. like, why? And then uh, the other thing was, apparently they do a meet and greet. Josh Sturm got an email. But he got it. He looked at it right after the show. He didn't look at it before. Yeah. Oh, no. 
And they meet what during intermission, not before. Well, we had basically we had the chance to go meet and hang out with them oh, yes. at the intermission. Oh no! And Josh forgot to read the email. Oh no! So oh, no. You know, it's it's so funny. <laughs> so Josh had a connection to get those tickets, Which I'm really and he reached for. and he reached out and like yeah. they had some extra tickets available. Wow! So that was. Lee's birthday gift and I was allowed to come along with it too. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, were, you were allowed to come along. Nice. Yeah, and yeah. so um, you know, he got that email and just kind of put it in his back pocket. It's like uh, I've got a lot of things going on. Yeah. Go to the concert. Well, there was. Oh, the, that and we were thinking too. Like we had these. Like they're like laminates. Like nobody else had these passes. Oh no! And we're just like kind of hanging out there, and like everybody else, we're like looking at their tickets because we met somebody else there that Josh knew. Yeah. And he's like just picking up our tickets, and he's had his tickets, and like we have these huge like oh, like no. like holographic laminates that we're wow. wearing, and we're like our tickets look special. Well, that's because they were the meet and greet tickets. Oh, and no. we totally did. Josh, no. it's the, the oh. next day. It was like, Lee, you, you had the best. You know what, Lee, Nothing would have made it better. Lee, oh, me, no. And I was really grateful, obviously, because why not? I really am. <laughs> yeah. But I was kind of like, oh, but that would have been so great. Would have been so great. Well, now we're broken yeah. up. Let me just point out to you, <laughs> you were just criticizing that guy for leaving early for the show. But you totally didn't use your VIP tickets either. <laughs> That's true. But, but I, I didn't know. He knew that he was leaving. Maybe he was drunk he enough knew. that he didn't know what he was doing. He's like, I'm, I'm out of the show. I just, think, I just think it's, I, I like the irony, though. Oh, so I'm just you know, pointing that it, out. It's one of those things in life that you, you can't be mad at. You enjoy, and it's kind of funny. It becomes a story, you know. It's a good but story. Yes. It would have been cool to meet them. Neil Peart, if you're listening, just um, my address is, uh, I'll, I'll email you somehow. Find me. <laughs> Find me. <laughs> Find me. Um, Number boy, one, Dan. Boy, that's hard to follow up. Let me tell you how difficult this was. Like, I have a list in front of me, and I, I made a list, and... Two. I have about five other albums circled, and I have other like I have a list of like thirty albums here. Um, so this was brutal, but um, there's one album that stands above all of it. That um, you know, I I played so much that like the front cover artwork was coming off. Like, I mean, it was just it was so good. Um, I got to go with Tools Anima. Um, oh wow! I just yes. I I just love that album. Um, it, you know, just musically. Um, you know, yeah, there's some things I kind of disagree you know disagree with, but but musically and you know everything that that Maynard is, and you know how he sounds, and and Danny Carey and his drumming is ridiculous, and um, I I love yeah Tools Anima changed you know just changed me musically, and it just completely shifted everything, and and I still listen to that album you know religiously. It's it's a beautiful album. Go that, listen to Tools Anima. That album opener was their closing Stink song. Fist, absolutely, yeah. When we saw and, them, and you think about it, like a song, an album that came out in 1996, they're still closing with it. But but I think the coolest thing about that one, whenever we did go to see them, um, they did an extended version, um, which is my favorite version by far. Which they go and they do a little jam in the middle of it, and yeah. then they and then they do the opening riff again. Yeah. Um, but tools on them. Go listen to it. Well, it's outstanding. Well, just to back you up more, like. Uh, who was with us? Fordyce, my buddy Fordyce and, and Amanda. Yeah. So and shout some to, dudes. Shout yeah, out to Fordyce. Oh, he's like, yeah, Because he asked me after the fact, he was like, so what did you think seeing Tool? Yeah, because was, that was your first time that seeing Tool. That was my Tool. first Tool show. So good. And like my only comment about it, you know, it's one thing to see a great band. Yeah. I've seen a lot of great bands. It's another thing to see a genre-defining band. They're so tight. Which is yeah. what they yeah. are. They're so tight. Like and they, they, yeah. they, 
they paved the way for a lot of other bands to go after them. Like they and 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 they're still coming. They're still coming at them. Even though Tool hasn't put out a record in almost twelve years, bands are still coming for them because um, they yeah. sounded beautiful a couple months ago. Well, I mean, they, they haven't had they haven't had new music in eleven 2006. years. And yeah. they're selling out arenas. Easily selling mm-hmm. out arenas. Like that show was sold out within minutes. And it was, oh my God, it was such a great show. Like I would see show. them, I would see them again tomorrow. We, we don't have the money to see them, but I would <laughs> see them again tomorrow. I would see them, like they are, I would fall, if I had the money, I'd follow them around yeah. the country. They're just, they just sound so good. They play the same set list every night, but they sound so good. Um, and that set, that was the fifth time I saw Tool. Um, that it probably wasn't the best show, but the best that was by far the best set that I saw. We they opened with a grudge. Uh, they they played Third Eye, which is off of Anima and one of my <laughs> favorite songs. Like it's a 15 minute song. It was beautiful. And they played all 15 minutes oh, of it. Oh, it was so good. Like I can't I can't explain how amazing it was to hear Third Eye yeah. live and to hear Opiate live and to hear Hush live. Um, and and when we heard the Grudge live, like it was so good. I think my favorite shows whenever uh, again. Amanda and, and Fordyce and myself, my buddy Fordyce, we went to Toronto to see Tool, and that was just an experience. I mean, that was that was um, the first time I'd seen them since '04, uh, and they were playing their new album was the Ten Thousand Days album, and that was 2006. Um, and one of the coolest things they were playing um, another Anima, the track song. And uh, he says in one part of the song, he says, "I'm praying for waves, I'm rain. I'm praying for tidal waves." Um, and during that moment, it, we were, you know, it was pouring, and it was really cool. Like it was just really cool how he's singing that, and it was just raining. And uh, then we drove home from Toronto that night. Fordyce drove up the morning from D.C. He used to live in Washington D.C. Uh, we drove to Toronto. We drove home that night. It was, boy, one experience. It was a good time. Man. Great memories. All yeah. right. It all comes down to Here you, Here we Amanda. go. It's all up to all you. All right. I am... This, this, I don't know if this is going to be surprising to anybody. No pressure. But I'm going to go with Queen and Night at the Opera. Oh wow! Yeah, I told you I had I had a couple things yeah, up that my was... sleeve here. What? Um, so this is like maybe the second cassette tape I've ever had in my I life. Love cassette, cassette tapes. tapes. <laughs> what is that? Um, I love it. I love your. My dad, my dad bought it for me, and like one of his favorite bands was Queen. So. We used to have an eight-track player in his car. Eight-track. We're going yeah, eight-track now. Yeah, I know. We're now. like going way back. I mean, you who don't know, you have stereos in cars now. Yeah. Without CD players. Right. Now. Oh, I know. I know. There's eight tracks. That hurts that there's no so, CD like players car, in cars. Record players there's almost. Just, there's just so many amazing songs on this, like "Death on Two Legs," "You're My Best Friend," which they used in Shaun of the Dead at the very end. Yeah, yeah. A oh, great movie. Um, That's a good one. And there's like so many like like 1920s sounding songs on here. On the, you know, like uh, Good Company, and I'm looking at the list because I don't have it in front of me, and I don't remember names of songs. So, like, L- Lazing on a Sunday Afternoon, that's like my favorite song on the thing, <laughs> which sounds ridiculous. But I'm going to have to go with Queen because, you know, Brian May, Freddie Mercury. Yeah. I mean, Brian May has God Save the Queen that he plays on his guitar, and it's just him and the guitar at the very end of the, the album. Because I want to say tape because right, right. that's what you I know. Say, you can't that's say that what anymore. I know it as, but at the end of the album. The end of the so, tape. I'm going back to 1975 wow, on that one. Wow! And you know and, that that is a very fitting album to end all of this. Yeah, on. great band, great. I'd love to see them with that with Adam Lambert. Like oh I think gosh. the ticket would be way too expensive, so that would probably be drive me away yeah. from it. But I would love to see that because I heard so many both. really good things. Mm-hmm. And go, I'm man. looking yeah. forward to the um, documentary that yeah. they have with them. Um, oh, what's Fred, his name? The, the guy that's the Freddie Mercury one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that looks really good. 
So I, I don't remember. I will Google that right now. <laughs> Some, what is his name? He's been in so many movies. He was the LEG. They got rid of him because they things weren't going well. I know music, man. I don't know movies. I, I know you're <laughs> yeah, terrible we're, movie yeah. we're just Dan and I are just like, just like uh, <laughs> movie. What's blah. that? Rami Malek. He was an iRobot. On USA, no, he was, was I. I guess all he was I like a, was, I think Will he was Smith a hacker was in that movie. or something. That's all that I remember. That was a Will Smith movie. No, not no. Maybe it's not iRobot. But it wasn't that. I don't great. know. It's a USA show, and he was like a hacker. I don't know. I don't know. I forget the name of it. But anyway, the Matrix. Now you see me? <laughs> yes, <laughs> sure. That was on USA. Yeah. Awesome. I love Asa. Great yeah. work. Guys, that's it. You have heard twenty albums. Wow. I don't think was there any repeats in that? No. Go that's listen a, to them all. Yeah, that's amazing. That's it, guys. You've heard our top five favorite albums of all time. So the ball's in your court now. We want to hear from you. Did you agree with it? Did you disagree? I'm sure you disagreed because especially on my end, there were a few obscure picks in there. So we want to hear from you. Please comment on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash dreamloudpodcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, please hit the subscribe button, whether you're listening on iTunes, Google Music, or SoundCloud. We'll be releasing episodes every Monday, and we don't want you to miss any of them. So, until next time, we hope that we've encouraged you to live your dreams out loud. Out loud.